0: not in the great outdoors, we're thinking about it. Kinder Outdoors, come on into the camp house and make yourself at home.
1: Yes, by all means, come in and get comfortable. You're in camp with us at Kinder Outdoors today, and we're really glad that you are. Got a camp house full already, but there's always room for more. Front door to the camp house is brought to you by my good friends at Calming Care from the trusted name Purina, one checkerboard square, St. Louis, Missouri. I've been there. I've seen the care, quality, and concern that goes into each and every product, like calming care. It settles the overactive dog, the overbarker, the overjumper, not a drug. It's not a one-and-done kind of deal. It gently works over time to settle the overactive dog, the dog that even gets destructive in a thunderstorm. Learn more about calming care when you come see me at kinderoutdoors.com, K-I-N-D-E-R. This is a really important show today because I want you to meet some of my friends that work very hard day after day after day to make sure that I can go to the range and enjoy an afternoon with the kids, the grandkids, without fear of persecution or prosecution. You still have the freedom to turn the bird dogs loose, hunt a black bear, a high mountain sheep, or a white-tailed deer. And I hope at the conclusion of the show today... After you meet the president of the Dallas Safari Club, Amy Callender, and the new director of development at DSC, Brian Feinhold, that you will then visit BigGame.org and become a member like me of this wonderful conservation organization. I mean it when I tell you that it's never been more important. We can no longer afford to take for granted the precious heritage that was handed down to us. And a DSC membership strikes a firm blow against those that would tell you how to live. It's important. Hey, we're also going to talk to Buddy Gross today. Buddy fishes the Bassmaster Elite Series. And he won that Bassmaster Elite on the Harris Chain of Lakes last weekend down in Florida. He's a great guy. One of my favorite guys Uh, In Pro Bass Fishing, we're going to talk to Buddy about his second Big Blue Trophy and his upcoming trip to the Bassmaster Classic. That's just a week away on Lake Hartwell in South Carolina. Hey, grab yourself a hot cup of coffee and make yourself at home. We're glad you're in camp with us today at Kinder Outdoors. Hey, this is really good news, or at least the folks at the Congressional Sportsman's Foundation say that it is. And their word is good enough for me. The U.S. Senate voted to confirm the nomination of Ms. Martha Williams to serve as the next director of the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service under a voice vote, a sign of the widespread and impressive bipartisan support for Ms. Williams, and now she awaits to be officially sworn in. The Congressional Sportsman's Foundation has enthusiastically expressed support for her to serve as the service director and is excited to see the Senate move swiftly to confirm her in this critical position. She comes to us from Montana, former director of the Montana Department of Fish, Wildlife, and Parks, and I like that. For the first time ever, an economic analysis of how America's hunters and sports shooters contribute to national and state economies is available for all 50 states, right down to every legislative district. It's a brand-new report by the Sportsman's Alliance. Maybe you heard Brian Lynn on the show last week. It reveals that recreational hunters, are you listening? Recreational hunters and sports shooters, that's you and me. We contributed $149 billion with a B dollars to our national economy back in 2020. We also supported about 970,000 jobs and created over $45 billion in wages and income in 2020. This economic impact study makes it easy for folks like you and me to educate friends, family, and legislators on just how important hunters, fishers, sport shooters are to our national, state, and local economies, as well as the conservation funding at the state and federal level. If hunting and shooting were a company, the jobs it supports would place it as the third largest private sector sector. Employer, And the retail sales it generates would place it at 52nd on the Fortune 500 list. Deer hunters spent more than $23 billion in 2020, $2.5 billion in state taxes, $3.8 billion in federal taxes. Nearly 20 million sports shooters spent more than 398 million days shooting in just 2020 alone. A lot more interesting facts in this study. If you'll come see me at kinderoutdoors.com, you're just a click away from the entire deal. It is a big fish ceremony and celebration down in Florida today, Gainesville, Florida, right there at the Bass Pro Shop, the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission party that they throw each and every year for the Trophy Catch program. It's the Hall of Fame ceremony. They will recognize this afternoon 25 anglers who caught and released 29 largemouth bass that weighed 13 pounds or more during Season 9, which ended back on September 30th. Anglers who caught Hall of Fame bass weighing 13 pounds or greater will be rewarded at the ceremony today with a replica mount of their bass, a customized plaque, and a $100 Bass Pro Shops gift card that'll never make it home. (laughs) Calming Care, that's the name of that stuff. The dog that jumps all over Grandma when she comes to visit, won't settle down, gets real excited. Calming Care gently works over time to settle the overactive dog.
2: Hey, everybody, it's Stephen Browning. And when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Big Billy Kinder Outdoors. Now, Billy, I've got to go fishing, so while I'm gone, make sure you leave those turkeys around my house alone.
3: Bassmaster Classic is going back to Greenville. So make plans to join us at the greatest event in bass fishing March 4th through the 6th. Watch the anglers take off at Lake Hartwell in Anderson. Then head to Greenville to check out the expo featuring the latest in outdoor gear at the Greenville Convention Center. Plus experience the exciting weigh-in shows at Bon Secours Wellness Arena. It's fun for the whole family and all events are free. Come and have a great time in Greenville at the Academy Sports and Outdoors Bassmaster Classic presented by Hook. Details at Bassmaster.com.
1: U.S. Highway 287 carries elk hunters and fly fishers, snow skiers and bird dog chasers, 72-ounce steak eaters, buried Cadillac picture takers, antelopers, prairie doggers, and rattlesnakers. The Herdware Store sits on Highway 287 near Goodnight, Texas. Now, only 18 people live around here, so to keep the lights turned on, we need you 287 travelers to stop by. Come in out of the weather and take a look at the most unique store between the Gulf and Pacific coasts. One-of-a-kind artwork. I'm Tom Watson with Bended Knee International, asking you to pray for the Navajo people of New Mexico and Arizona. The COVID-19 pandemic has hit these native people exceptionally hard. In many cases, multiple families live in the same home. Water is carried from muddy streams for household use, and medical care is many miles away. I simply ask that you join me in lifting them
4: up to the Lord. To learn more, please visit BendedKnee.org.
1: Wing shooting in Argentina is an activity that must be experienced rather than explained. Doves are considered to be a plague in the area, so there are no bag limits and there are no seasons to hunt them.
5: We've got 20 million birds on the roost and they're there 365 days a year. They're there every day, all day. They fly eight hours a day, every day.
1: At Cordoba Doves, you'll enjoy delicious food, exceptional hospitality, beverages in the field. Your own personal bird boy.
5: Bird boy's job is to pour shells in your bag uh, when you're going through a box every five minutes and keep count of the birds that you've shot and to bring you something to drink every few minutes. At the end of the day, we pick up all the holes and pick up the birds, but you can't send him out to pick up birds at six or eight hundred times a day.
1: Experience the very best that Argentina has to offer through Cordoba Doves. Contact the U.S. Representative Lane Balky at CordobaDoves.com
6: My name is Jose Grasso, the owner of JJ Caseria, Can see me in Argentina.
1: If you fry your turkeys during the holiday season and you're tired of the hassle of pots, open flames under hot oil, and sticky oily messes, then it's time to take a good look at the Cajun Fryer by R&V Works, the original, the last fryer that you'll ever need to purchase. Never duplicated. Don't be fooled. Take a look at the original Cajun Fryer at CajunFryer.com. Fresh, crisp, delicious every time. CajunFryer.com.
0: The old camp house floor creaks a little, but don't worry. You're on solid ground Well, Kender Outdoors.
1: I need to say good morning to some folks. Michael Gentry catches Kinder Outdoors in Paris, Texas. Thank you, Michael. John Martine is in Baker City, Oregon. Thanks for the note. Bill Reynolds in Jonesboro, Tennessee. And Michael Mitchell down there in Lake Fork Country, Emory, Texas. Thank you for the kind notes. Amy Callender is the president of the Dallas Safari Club. I'm tickled that she joins me in the camp house now via the Kinder Outdoors Trot Line. Amy, welcome. It's good to have you here.
7: Thanks so much for having me. Very excited to be here.
1: Yeah, you know, this old camp house, this Kinder Outdoors camp house, uh, there's a lot of guys running around in here, so you're a definite improvement to the room. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs>
8: Well, I don't
7: know about an improvement, but I don't mind shaking
1: things up a little bit. There you go. That's good. That's good. Uh, Speaking of shaking things up a little bit, the Dallas Safari Club Convention and Expo just concluded back in January in person this year, and the eyes of everybody were on DSC in, in Dallas uh, to see how things were going to go. The turkey people in Nashville were watching. The SHOT Show people in Vegas were watching. the You know, all these different groups were watching to see, are people going to come back? And, boy, did they come back. Congratulations. I know you guys worked so hard, and it was a great success.
7: It was, and and I appreciate that. You're right. The eyes of everyone were on us. We've had many people come and thank us for being able to go through with the show. The word I hear repeated a lot is brave. Thank you for being brave. Thank you for being the one to take the first step and actually do a big in-person convention for the hunting industry. And it was really successful. Um, It was really important to everyone in the industry, from our exhibitors, from our members, to um, our corporate partners. Everyone really needed this show to happen. And we had a lot of, um, of difficulties thrown our way in the weeks leading up to convention, including the, uh, the travel ban for COVID from all the African nations that really put things at risk for a while. But I'm really proud of, of the leadership that we have at DSC that we were able to overcome. All those obstacles and put on an amazing, amazing convention.
1: On Thursday of convention, Amy, I, I stepped out to a, a good vantage point. And I looked out and, and said to myself, I don't know that I've ever seen a Thursday crowd this big. It, it, was, it was a wonderful crowd, and I couldn't remember one that big. And then on maybe Sunday afternoon or Saturday, it, it hit me that everyone is so happy. Everyone is just really happy, and it looked like big, big numbers.
7: Your know, Thursday was fantastic. It was one of the bigger Thursdays we've ever had. Sunday was also a big day. We had over 25,000 attendees walk the floor over, wow. over the course of the show, which is fantastic. Uh,
1: give me a little background. How did your outdoor passion start? Who
4: put, up, who put this in you?
7: Well, I grew up on my family's cattle ranch in East Texas um, and grew up where hunting was just a part of our lifestyle. It was really and truly how we put a lot of the protein on our family's dinner table. Um, my dad was a deer hunter. And I will also say my dad might have been the original feminist. He was an equal opportunity uh, <laughs> time to get. If, um, and maybe because I was the oldest. I, I had the opportunity to, and I use opportunity in quotes, to haul hay and feed cows and build fence. But I also had the opportunity to spend time in the outdoors, hunting, fishing. Um, and I really have a have a passion for the outdoors. And as I grew older, um was fortunate enough to have some friends that had gone to Africa and I'll just say like just listening to them tell about their trip and their the excitement that they felt and I really started reading a lot I joined Dallas Safari Club I attended a Dallas Safari Club convention and all of that led to me taking my my first trip to Africa um I'm, which was the first of many, now I'm very, very blessed to say. It's, it's the kind of place that gets in your soul. And you just want to keep going back over and over again. I've, I've been fortunate to go 13 times. I I leave there every time with tears running down my face, looking forward to <laughs> the next time I get back. Um, so that's kind of how, and I was able to be able to say, wow, I can't, give financially back as much as some people can to this organization, I can give my time. Uh, so I started volunteering, which was really a great a great way to really get ingrained in the organization, to really learn what DSC does on a higher level, uh, to really be able to work towards mission advancement. And um, was asked to serve on the board and have, have served on the board for a while now and I'm about to wrap up this year as DSC president.
1: Yes, you are. And what a year it's been. Congratulations. A historic uh, convention and expo, uh, under your presidency and, and congratulations once again. I tell people all the time, if you hunt, if you fish, if you enjoy, uh, birding or outdoor photography or whatever, if you love going to the shooting range every now and then, you need to be a Dallas Safari Club member because there are people on Capitol Hill fighting for your rights directly as a direct result of Dallas Fari Club. They are there fighting for all of our Second Amendment rights uh, and our freedoms to hunt, fish, and pass on a great heritage uh, every day of the year, Amy.
7: One hundred percent, and we don't kid ourselves. This lifestyle is under attack, Um, and our opposition is well-organized, they are well-funded, And we need the support of every like-minded individual to become a Dallas Safari Club so we can take this fight to them. Um, We want to be able to advocate for your freedom to hunt, your freedom to fish, uh, to enjoy the lifestyles that you choose to enjoy. Um, And you're right. It is very easy to become a a member of DSC. You can go to our our website, biggame.org, sign up online. We're we're very fortunate to have – sold record numbers of memberships uh, during the convention with more than 100 life memberships sold. DSE wow. membership is, yeah, fantastic. And uh, DSC membership is now over 7,000. That's record number of members that we have had at any one time, which is also fantastic. And there's power in numbers. So we need all those like-minded people to join us.
1: It is amazing to me. the When people hear about the good work and they see the volunteer effort at Dallas Safari Club that you spoke of, uh, of yourself, but my goodness, I think there are 12 people that actually earn a little money from Dallas Safari Club. Outside of that, it's all volunteer. Uh, it's an incredible volunteer effort, and it's a passion. We, we can see this going away in our lifetime if we don't have a passion and fight for it, and more and more people are coming on board. I love that number at this recent convention and expo that's a phenomenal number
7: and you're right the thing that drives dallas safari club and makes dallas safari club different from a lot of organizations out there is our volunteer base we refer to them as the dsc 100 it's well over 100 people (laughs) um, but that's kind of how it started and i will also just say there's room for anyone else that wants to get involved we have a place for every skill level for every interest And we would welcome you with open arms. So if you're if you're considering getting involved, I would highly encourage you to do so. I, I can guarantee that you'll get back more out of it than you than you get.
1: Yes, you will, absolutely. Amy, what a pleasure to visit with you again. Congratulations on a great convention and expo. And uh, before we go, uh, it sounds like a pretty neat place where you grew up. And I'm just hoping that I could get maybe the combination to the gate from you before we go. Is it is that possible?
7: Well, I can give you the combination, but how's your fence building
1: skills? (laughs) Whatever you need, we'll get it done. Amy, thank you so very much. I'm looking forward to 2023 already.
7: Absolutely. Mark your calendars, January 5th through 8th, 2023. It's going to be exciting, and we can't wait to do it again.
1: Amy Callender, DSC President, thank you so much for the time. And Fortiflora, thank you for bringing us this corner of the camphouse, house. Fortiflora from the trusted name Purina. If you own a dog, you really ought to have Fortaflora in the fridge at all times. GI upset happens and Fortaflora fixes that. Well, hey, we're going to stretch our legs for a couple of minutes, grab a fresh cup of coffee. And when we come back, we're going to visit with Buddy Gross. He picked up a check for $100,000 last Sunday when he won that Bassmaster Elite on the Harris Chain Lakes in Florida.
4: I'm Craig Boddington. When I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it at Kinder Outdoors.
1: Some of the most outstanding memories in Brendan's young life have been the hunting trips that he takes with Dad. Duck, doves, quail. But the good times aren't just reserved for the dove field or the deer blind. They all start in the cab of that classic Chevrolet. When you pull out of the drive.
0: Um, the corner store, he gets snack, and he either stop at Bucky's.
1: Because it's, it's Bucky's. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun hiding from the cold with Dad in a duck blind, and the ice doesn't seem that bad out in that old flat bottom boat for a little while.
0: A decoy, he starts it up, and sometimes the decoys make noises, I think, or if that does, doesn't work, he just uses his call. And then they just.
7: Calm, but sometimes we come back with nothing.
1: But home away from home is that classic Chevrolet.
2: I love sleeping in the car and waking up still in the car so I can just feel
0: the comfort knowing that it will be fun.
1: At Classic Chevrolet, we sell memory makers. Come get yours. ClassicChevrolet.com.
9: Life is better outdoors. Relax and find your space at the beautiful vineyards, campground, and cabins on Grapevine Lake. Well known for its peaceful setting, lovely grounds, lakefront views, and accommodating Texas-friendly staff. Our full hookup sites can accommodate all bus or RV sizes and offer 50-nap service, many spacious pull-throughs, cable TV, and lightning-fast Wi-Fi. Our fully furnished cabins make it easy to feel miles away without actually roughing it. Enjoy a partially shaded private beach, large playground, fishing pier, water sport rentals, hiking trails, and more. The on-site camp store offers a wide selection of camping supplies, groceries, and gifts. Our landmark pavilion is perfect for your next reunion, rally, or wedding. You'll feel miles away from everything when you're only minutes from anything. Check out historic downtown Grapevine with various entertainment venues, large festivals and events, restaurants, wineries, shopping, and the new world-class Harvest Hall. The Vineyards Campground and Cabins. VineyardsCampground.com.
1: Get it on Amazon. After spending a few days at Joshua Creek Ranch, I describe it as a sportsman's nirvana. We love creating a unique experience for each of our guests. You know, the interests can vary here from wing shooting to deer hunting to fly fishing to river kayaking. So we have a great variety of guests and um, We like for them to enjoy everything we have to offer. As I enjoyed the birth of a new day over the rolling hill country ranch that is Joshua Creek, I was amazed at the wildlife, quail, pheasants, native white-tailed deer, trophy-class axis deer. We've worked hard on the habitat, planted improved grasses, really with the help of some wildlife biologists studied what would make the best habitat to keep our
9: game here. Mm
4: -hmm. We can hunt. Easily, six, seven, eight groups. And we don't try to do it on 40 acres. I mean, these people get to walk. They get to see some country. Joe and Ann Kirchival
1: invite you to enjoy this free-range ranch just northwest of San Antonio. Visit joshuacreek.com.
10: Every animal that has ever roamed this planet was designed as hunted or hunter, predator or prey. We are hunters If it were ever necessary, even the strictest vegan would return to the wild, driven to survive by the instincts of his ancestors. Those who hide behind the soft delusion of their own ignorance do so from within a civilization whose very being costs the lives of countless creatures every single day. Death is an undeniable fuel of life. This is the undeniable truth of existence. To live in balance with the planet that sustains us, we must admit and embrace the nature within us. Trust the hunter in your blood.
1: favorite wild game on the table is Axis, and that's what an Axis bull sounds like in the depth of night when he's lovesick. <laughs> they call like that 24 hours a day when searching for mates. I was at Joshua Creek Ranch just outside of Bernie, Texas, uh, when I recorded that big guy. About 2 or 3 o'clock one morning, recorded him off my back porch. Pretty cool, huh? By the way, if you want to visit Joshua Creek Ranch, you want to experience this five-star bird hunting outfit, you really need to get on the stick and call them soon because they're booking up. I'm talking about for the year, Joshua Creek Ranch. All the contact info, everything you need is at kinderoutdoors.com. Well, hey, let's take a little trip to Chattanooga, Tennessee. That's where Buddy Gross lives when he's not living out of the cab of a truck fishing the Bassmaster Elite Tour. Buddy, welcome back to the show. It's sure good to have you back. Yes, sir. Glad to be here. Thank you for having me. And you know what? You've got another big blue trophy to uh, tote around uh, again. Last time I talked to you, you were rolling down the road in that uh, big blue trophy. I think you had a seatbelt on it.
2: Yeah, I've had a seatbelt on that one again the last couple of days again. So. I like it if I got a seatbelt around that blue thing, I just promise. You. <laughs>
1: Have you got a place to put that big thing? They're big. They're real big. Do I need to hang on to that thing for you a while, buddy? You know, I've got people waiting
2: in line to hang on that thing. I actually just dropped it off. It's gonna be a tackle for a couple of days, so uh <laughs> <laughs> <No> <laughs> rolling right now.
1: Oh, uh, that's so cool. Congratulations. That is that's a big win and an awesome win for you, man. Way to kick off the year.
2: I mean, I tell you, there's no better time than to catch one of those big wins like that at the beginning. It, it takes a little bit of pressure off of you this year.
1: It really does, I would think. I, and now you can, you know, start looking for that cherry on top. It's out there, and who knows, maybe that's at the Classic.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm hoping, I promise. I mean, that's it's always been a dream to fish a Classic. My last Classic, I fished injured. I had a I bummed up. I wasn't broke, but it might as well have been broke. I couldn't even put no pressure on it, so... Yeah, my local newspaper. I think they said Buddy Gross hobbled in to a 52nd place finish at the Classic. Well, they they literally <laughs> were correct.
1: I did hobble. Three, you two and five. you did. You're getting around a little better this time. And let's talk about let's talk about this big win real quick. You were on the Harris Channel Lakes, and just in a nutshell for folks that uh, you know, we're talking to people all over the United States. For that guy in Wisconsin or Oregon or Arizona that's never fished Florida. What is this chain of lakes? What's that mean?
2: The chain just means it's a bunch of lakes attached by canals, basically. These canals are are man-dug and maybe even one or two of them might be natural, but they're connecting smaller lakes and they make it a chain. And and the chain ends at some point. I know you can actually leave Harris Chain and make it to the ocean by locking a few times. It goes down to the St. Johns River, get to St. Johns River and go to the all the way to Jacksonville. But these chains have different lakes on them. Some of them are Completely different. Some have trees, some have grass, some don't. Some have more grass and they don't spray as much. So it, it is a, a diverse fishery where you can find anything you want if you look hard enough.
1: And let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, out of these lakes in the Harris chain, where did your success come?
2: I stayed on Big Harris for 99% of the tournament. I left and went to a couple of other lakes one day and uh, really I wish I'd never left Big Harris.
10: Yeah,
1: because you, you found something uh early on that really paid dividends all four days.
2: It did. You know, the only problem I had was I found something special the first day, it, it moved on me the second day, I relocated it, but it moved on me the second day and I relocated a piece of it on the third day and never really found it. And then I really found another one on the on the last day. So I I never caught fish in the same place twice. I just was very blessed in order to move around and, and relocate some fish.
1: You stepped up in the bottom of the ninth on Sunday, Championship Sunday, with a limit of 22 6, and boy, that had to feel good. When when did you kind of know out on the water, when did you feel like, you know what, I might just win this thing today?
2: I didn't. I thought I was two pounds short all day long, and <laughs> I was on an emotional roller coaster from the time I started catching them to the time that we went in I didn't even open my phone when we went in because I 'cause we, as soon as we check in we're able to look at bass Track, and I didn't even look at Bass track. I went ahead over there and when I got there there was a lot of people filming me, you know, fans and I was like, Well this is kinda strange and then I got to my wife and I'm like, Are we close? And she she smiled and said, I think we're close and I was like, You gotta be kidding And at that point it was like an emotional wreck. I didn't I didn't know if I was needing to go to bathroom or bend over behind the drum and I hit bad. I was going <laughs> up. I
1: don't get up a whole lot. Hey, a hundred thousand dollar payday, that'll tear you up for sure. Uh I you, you never have too many of those. Uh buddy, forward forward sonar is a big deal these days. you can't hardly win without it. Um but In Florida, those those lakes are, for the most part, pretty shallow. I like to fish that Kissimmee chain quite a bit. And if I run into seven-foot, eight-foot water, I've found a deep hole on the lake. Is the Harris chain the same way? And if so, how does that – is is forward sonar an asset? Does it do you any good in that shallow stuff?
2: Forward-facing sonar is an asset in the bathtub, in the (laughs) pond. Anywhere you go, it's an asset.
9: It, it
2: identifies structure and it shows you exactly what you need to know in order to fish it effectively. So, yeah. And, and no, there is some depth in the Harris chain. You know, there's some, there's not no 30 feet or nothing, but you got, you can find 15, 18 feet fairly easy. And, uh, you know, that's kind of what I was fishing close to. I was close to the deeper water and fishing the hard spot and they were just using it to, to move in and out of places. On every place I fished was kind of the same. Uh, but no i'm a big 360 guy i don't have a deal with hummingbird laurent Garmin, nobody i am independently using what i think i need to do my best work on the water but my 360 is, is key for me it it allows me to see basically side imaging 360 degrees around the boat wherever i put my boat that speaks
1: uh that speaks volumes a couple more questions then i'm going to let you go uh the first time that i ever fished florida I eased my boat uh, through a canal and out into the lake, and it was overwhelming because it looks like there's a fish behind every weed patch and uh, under every lily pad. It's it's everywhere. How do you break down a piece of water like that for the guy that's hey, Florida's on his bucket list and he's going down this summer?
2: Well, if you know if you're going down and, and it's a spawn time, and they spawn six months out of the year in Florida. So it makes it a little easier to find fish, in my opinion. You just find where they're spawning, and you know, and that's going to be any protected area on the north side for the most part. And and you just find anything leading into it, and you can find them between the main lake and that spawning flat somewhere if you look in just a few minutes.
1: Poke and look and have fun and flip until your uh, until your wrist is sore. You have to switch hands. There you go.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and hang on in Florida because them babies are they're tough and they're mean.
1: They'll drag that boat around. Hey, you're really good uh, about always giving the credit to the Lord above. You know where these blessings come from, don't you?
2: 100%. That's the only way we make it through the day, in my opinion. I mean, we,
1: we as a family,
2: and you hear me say we a lot, and I mean we by me and my family. I mean, we we live by faith. We trust our life to the Lord, and it has been a blessing ever since we started
10: doing that.
1: Yeah, a lot of people don't understand that until you do it. Give your heart to the Lord, give your life to the Lord, and start living that way, and you wonder how you ever get it any other way. Buddy Gross is a two-time Bassmaster Elite champion, and we're going to be watching for you on Lake Hartwell. Do you get along with uh, uh, herring? Can you, are you you compatible with herring?
2: I'm running from as fast as I can for the first week, first day or two. I'm looking for some largemouth and a spotted bass lake. <laughs>
1: Hey, we're watching. We love what we see, too, buddy. Thanks for the time. Really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Hey, you don't have to be a member of Joshua Creek Ranch to enjoy this absolutely five-star, stellar hunting, dining, lodging experience. But if you want to go back and visit maybe two or three times each year, look into a membership, individual, family, corporate, might save you a buck or two. Learn more at kinderoutdoors.com.
5: Hi folks, it's Larry Weisson, Mr. Whitetail. I always enjoy spending time here at Big Billy's Camp House and sure glad that you do too. Kinder Outdoors
9: will be right back.
1: Outdoor Texas Camps develops outdoor skills in boys and girls aged 9 to 17 bass fishing and fly fishing, saltwater fishing, archery, rifle and handgun, trap, skeet, and much more. Outdoor Texas Camps is offering $400 scholarships, courtesy of the Sportsman's Club of Fort Worth, to girls in the North Texas area. Visit OutdoorTexasCamps.com. Safe and time honored skills for our youth. Outdoor Texas Camps is filling up fast for 2022. Act quickly. OutdoorTexasCamps.com The Bassmaster Classic is going back to Greenville so make plans to join
3: us at the greatest event in bass fishing March 4th through the 6th watch the anglers take off at Lake Hartwell in and Anderson then head to Greenville to check out the expo featuring the latest in outdoor gear at the Greenville Convention Center plus experience the exciting weigh-in shows at Bon Secours Wellness Arena It's fun for the whole family, and all events are free. Come and have a great time in Greenville at the Academy Sports and Outdoors Bassmaster Classic presented by Hook. Details at Bassmaster.com.
1: Hey, I want to let you know about something that's brand new and coming to South Dakota this fall, the Dead Rabbit Lodge. (laughs) You see, the owner received his higher learning from the University of South Dakota, the Coyotes. The dreaded enemy of the University of South Dakota Coyotes is the South Dakota State University Jackrabbits. Therefore, the name, the Dead Rabbit. The Dead Rabbit Lodge sits on the eastern bluffs of Big Blue Lake Owyhee. The view from your giant Western Canada Red Cedar Lodging stretches from the dam to the south almost all the way up to North Dakota. The Big Lodge is finest splendor from top to bottom perfect for big family or corporate groups. But the dead rabbit will also feature separate hotel style rooms, a great game room and bar for entertaining, guest only dining featuring the rabbit's award winning chef. Oh, and about 40,000 acres of the finest pheasant hunting in the world. You won't forget the dead rabbit. When Cinnamon Creek Ranch Wild Game Processing converts your venison or pork into breakfast sausage or ground meat, it's a hands-down hit. But step outside the box this year. Cinnamon Creek Wild Game Processing has sausages for every taste.
6: I don't know, probably 30 or more. We have German, hickory, hot links, uh, jalapeno, cheese links, regular jalapeno, and cracked black pepper, Cajun sausage, all kinds of sausage. Our Chipotle and cheese is actually our number one seller. We just came out with a Hatch Chili and Cheese Summer Sausage to complement our links. And we also have a Frito Chili Cheese Pie Sausage this year, which is kind of off the charts, but the kids love it. So it's kind of one of those new twists. (laughs)
0: Located
1: just north of Fort Worth, Texas, Cinnamon Creek Wild Game Processing. Experts with all wild game. Visit cinnamoncreekranch.com.
0: redfish on the fly rod. Fresh walleye in a skillet. Big Tom turkeys running to your call. A massive 6 by 6 within 30 yards and a new personal best in the bass boat. That's life at our camp at Kinder Outdoors.
1: Welcome back to our campfire here at Kinder Outdoors. Glad you're here today. We're talking a little bit about conservation on the show today with some folks that have dedicated their lives to that. Amy Calendar with the Dallas Safari Club, DSC president, joined us earlier, and now we're going to go back to the stage, the conservation stage of that DSC convention and expo from just over a month ago in Dallas. I have the privilege of MCing that stage, and this year, the brand new director of development at DSC, Brian Feinhold, was able to come up and join me a little while. I want you to meet him too. Welcome, Brian. It's sure good to have you.
11: Good to meet you, Billy. Thanks for having me here today. I appreciate it.
1: Absolutely. Director of Development for DSC and DSC Foundation. What the heck's that mean, Brian?
11: Well, I will tell you, it's well. First off, thank you for having me. I, as I mentioned to you earlier, it's my our, our first chance to meet each other. Yeah. Uh, While well, I've heard about Billy Kinder for years, you know, I I wasn't sure that you were real. I didn't know if you were <laughs> for real or not. So I know now. So it's a pleasure to meet you. And thank thanks you. for having me here. Thanks for what you do for DSC and the DSC Foundation.
1: Absolutely. Uh, let's do talk about the uh, the director of development. Yes. Um, what what specifically? Falls under that area so, that so area. my
11: primary goal with that will be the same goal I've had my entire life as, as I've been supportive of what DSC and the DSC foundation does yeah. so uh, it, which is to really drive support for our mission yeah. our mission around conservation, advocacy and education it's all uh, all very core to what we who we are and what we do and so I've been committed to that for a long time. It's a pleasure to now be in a role where I actually have responsibilities for that. Uh, but I'm going to be interfacing with individuals and organizations, partners, uh, other supporters of DSC and DSCF, or folks who want to be partners and supporters of DSC and DSCF, and, and bring them into the fold and share with them what we're doing and how we do it and what our priorities are and, and really what our what our goals are in the long term around those three pillars.
1: Exactly, and I want folks to understand that, this is not your first rodeo. Uh, you have made conservation your passion for a long, long time. You come to us from the Mule Deer Foundation, but your history is extensive.
11: So thank you for that. I actually, my most recent role was at the, at the Mule Deer Foundation. I was there for almost five years. We stole you. <laughs> well, well, I appreciate the opportunity to be here, and, and, and both groups actually work together very well. Yes, they do. And so uh, very proud of what we what I was a part of at the Mule Deer Foundation and even more excited about how we can continue that here and i can continue to be involved more at dsc but at the mule deer foundation i was their their coo for almost five years yep we really drove a lot of transformation in the organization and and i was very proud to be a part of a team that at the end of the day was doing more work on the ground for conservation advocacy education than we ever had in our history and so that's great to be a part of that prior to that billy i think you know i served on the board there for almost five years in the last almost three as chair and a tremendous group of folks over there, they do really good work, and and I'm looking forward to continuing that relationship yeah. that DSC has with MDF as we move forward.
1: You're right, that's a strong relationship, and there are others too, that the, the strong yes, relationship. Yes absolutely. absolutely. We're talking to Brian Feinhold, he's uh, new in town, but not new to conservation, the Director of Development now for the Dallas Safari Club and the Dallas Safari Club Foundation. Uh, okay, enough of that business stuff for the moment. Yes. You grew up in Illinois, Brian, they grow giant deer in Illinois. Uh, and I bet you grew up chasing them around a little bit.
11: You know, my earliest memories of hunting are with my father, like a lot of okay. us, right? Good. And so, dad taught me to to hunt deer, and uh, we hunted deer and pheasant in Illinois. That was our primary uh, primary game that we pursued. And and as a kid growing up in farm country, Illinois, to uh, you know, you'd see some of these shows early. On. I remember watching you know Jim Shockey and Tom Miranda and and uh, and and Larry Wyshoon and others on TV early, the pioneers, if you will. Yes and uh, and it's and so dreaming of doing that someday and and I've been blessed to be able to do a little bit of hunting outside of Illinois over the years yep. and yep. Uh, but but that was uh that was always a dream, and it's neat to be a part of an organization that helps make that a reality for so many people being able to hunt internationally and and all kinds of different adventures around the globe
1: yeah uh, you're moving into what I believe is a very healthy organization. I think really good decisions have been made for the most part over 40 years uh it's sound and solid uh, am i right about that
11: i would completely agree and and at the core of all that and billy you know this but at the core of all that are the people yes the people uh the members the volunteers the board of directors our team of uh, staff members in dallas and our growing number of of chapter enthusiasts around the country uh it is a pleasure and a real privilege to be a part of that but but that is the core of why DSC, uh, DSC and the foundation are in such great shape today And really poised to do incredible things over the coming years
1: Yeah, and, and I, I know that uh, you haven't even settled into town yet You're just brand new here, so I'm not going to push you too hard on Hey, what are those things? What are we going to do, Brian? Right. Uh, but we are excited, and we're talking uh, with, with Corey Mason and Larry Wisoon and, and the other guys in the club uh, We are so excited that you're here We're thrilled that you're here well, that makes, that may, uh, include me in that group too. I'm, I'm very
11: happy to be here. And like I said earlier, I've always been very committed to, I've been a, I'm a life member, a DSC 100 volunteer. Yes, you are. I've been a, a supporter of the foundation for many years and, and I couldn't be more excited about the opportunity to serve in a greater capacity in this role and, and I really look forward to reaching out to a lot of new faces and partners and some old faces and partners as well to really grow support for what we do.
1: Uh, people know, everybody knows it's common knowledge when you work in the conservation industry. Uh, you don't really work, you just hunt all the time, right? <laughs> yeah. I
11: wish. I wish. I do enjoy my time afield
1: for sure. When it happens when
11: I can get that time, you bet. I enjoy that as much as the next guy. But but there's a lot I, I tell people all the time, you know, conservation isn't easy. Yeah. Conservation, advocacy, education, uh it's not easy and it takes really all of us. It takes the, the greater hunting community to make it work. Yeah. And and so we've got a great core folk group of folks here. Uh, members volunteers staff board that that know what it takes and know the effort that goes into and yeah. and you've been around this industry forever, you know what it takes to to make it work and it it isn't easy, but together we can make it work and we can make it work yes. very well
1: absolutely we can uh you come from a conservation background. what concerns you when you think about our future, what concerns you? is it hunter recruitment uh, do you have concerns? Well, I think I think it's important that
11: you know. I always say that you know we're all hunters. So yeah. you may be a bird hunter, I may be a deer hunter, somebody else may be a bow hunter, a rifle hunter, a big game hunter, a waterfowl hunter, but our last name's all hunter. Yes. So we need to stick together. We need to realize that we're all hunters. We're all conservationists. We need to be able to tell that story, the the wonderful story that hunting really is conservation. Yep. And and there's no greater conservation enthusiast. Than those of us that enjoy the outdoors and, and and hunting and pursuing that that lifestyle that heritage. Yeah, I would just make an appeal to anyone who is is here, anyone who's listening to your broadcast. Yep. You know, you know, it's never too late to get involved. It, it takes all of us to make conservation work. So so if you, if you have ever thought about becoming part of DSC and the DSC Foundation, don't wait any longer. Give give me a call. Give one of us a call. Reach out to us. Join today. Become a member, become active in, a, in one of our growing number of chapters, who have a great number of volunteer uh, yeah. member enthusiasts. Jump right in! It's jump in the jump in with us.
1: Yeah, you know, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, you know, I can't build water guzzlers in West Texas, I can't, I can't go fight poaching in Africa. Yes, you can. Absolutely, uh, it's very simple. With a membership in the Dallas Safari Club, uh, you do all of that. You become part of, it's, it's it's not, I some may call this
11: cliche, but you become part of a family. And it's Absolutely. not cliche. It is true. You become part of a, a group of people who welcome you, who encourage you to become active, and, and you can take part in making a difference for wildlife, making a difference for conservation, bringing new people into this hunting heritage that we cherish so much. You bet.
1: Very good. Uh, Brian Feinhold is the new Director of Development for the Dallas Safari Club. Again, welcome to town, Brian. Thank you, Billy. That weekend at the Dallas Safari Club Convention and Expo was the first time that I've had time to hang out with Brian a little bit and visit with him. Because of the quality of Dallas Safari Club and the way they do things, I knew before I ever shook his hand what kind of guy he was going to be. Top notch. That handshake and visit just confirmed it.
0: warm campfire is always the gathering spot, no matter the weather. Tall tales and life's tough spots get worked out here. This is Kinder Outdoors.
1: Hey, I'm Billy Kinder, and thank you so very much for listening to Kinder Outdoors, spending a little time in our camp house with us each week. We really appreciate that, and hey, if you ever want to reach out to us, we're right here, one 820 bbko one 820 2256 and the website is is kinder k i n d e r kinderoutdoors.com it's just that simple this corner of the camp house is brought to you by purina pro plan the choice of champions 89% of the field trial champions across north america and the past i don't know 12 13 in a row westminster grand champions overall champions they're all purina pro plan dogs that speaks volumes hey pick up a bag of pro plan today at atwood's ranch and home stores there's a formula that's perfect for your dog hey this is pretty doggone interesting and even downright strange you know those two texas share 13 pound or larger largemouth bass that they caught out of possum kingdom lake a couple of weeks back well they were both caught on the same day stephen davis of burt burnett texas reeled in share number 615 that morning the morning of Saturday, February 12th, and that fish weighed 13.20. And then that night, Randy Palmer of Arlington, Texas, caught share lunker number 616 out of Possum Kingdom Lake, 13.38. These two legacy lunkers bring the 22 Texas Toyota share lunker season total to eight after six came in the opening month of January. Now here's the strange part. Before Saturday the 12th, when those two share lunkers were caught, it had been nearly 31 years since a single share lunker was caught out of Possum Kingdom Lake. And then all of a sudden, two on the same day? That's crazy. It was 1991 when Don Allison of Amarilla caught a 15.38, nearly 31 years to the day of Davis and Palmer catching their two legacy class share lunkers. Speaking of big fish, Stephen Tyson Jr. was fishing up in Arkansas, just outside of Hot Springs at Lake Hamilton, fishing a one-day bass tournament in the Phoenix BFL, and a giant striper attacked his jerkbait. No one will ever know how close this fish was to the Arkansas state record of 64 pounds 8 ounces, and Tyson says he regrets not getting it weighed, but hey, it was early in the day. He was catching some bass, and... He was trying to win a tournament. So he had a couple of pictures taken with the fish and then turned the big striper loose. And you've got to see this thing. Stephen Tyson, Jr. is on the bragging board at KinderOutdoors.com. He said he caught a 50-something pound flathead catfish on the Ouachita River one time. He said, I remember holding that fish and this one seemed heavier. It's a a giant striper. KinderOutdoors.com. Caught it on 10-pound test. They have a sturgeon spearing season in Wisconsin and some other states up north. Fascinating if you ever get an opportunity to sit in a dark house, a spear house with these guys and watch them totally darken their surroundings so that the water beneath the ice where they've cut out their dark house hole in the ice looks as though it's illuminated artificially, but it's just the peripheral sunlight that lights it up. And then with well-crafted wooden decoys, they dip and circle those decoys around. And when the giant sturgeon comes up, or northern, they spear it. And they catch giants. I've got a couple of examples from this year's harvest from Wisconsin. On the website, kinderoutdoors.com, bragging board, Maxwell Naparella. He speared a 133-pound sturgeon. Jared Guligs weighed 174 pounds. A Decatur, Michigan man's unethical hunting activity has resulted in prison time. Did you get that? Prison time. Financial restitution and a lifetime loss of hunting privileges in the state of Michigan. His name is Justin Ernst, 33 years old. He pleaded guilty to the illegal take of nine trophy bucks last year. On October 17th, Michigan State Police troopers were investigating Ernst's involvement in a domestic violence complaint. During that investigation, state police contacted DNR conservation officers when they noticed several deer in a nearby barn where Ernst spends a lot of his time or spent a lot of significant time. Conservation officers investigated and seized eight illegal bucks in the barn, five ten-pointers, three with eight points each. Two days later, an anonymous tip came in, saying that Ernst had taken another deer, and they confirmed it, another trophy buck, increasing his total to nine illegals. He pleaded guilty to a felon in possession of a firearm, obtaining a hunting license when ineligible, illegal taking and possessing of white-tailed deer. As part of the plea deal, Ernst was given a lifetime hunting revocation, ordered to pay $25,000 in reimbursement, forfeited all seized items and serving 18 months now to five years in a Michigan Department of Corrections facility. Here's some good news every time a Wyoming super tag raffle ticket is sold that money goes toward wildlife conservation and this year's Wyoming super tag raffle fetched 1.6 million dollars. Purina Pro Plan Performance Formula 30% protein, 20% fat for your hard working bird dogs. Pick it up at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores.
8: Hi, I'm Chris Hurd with Guns and Goodies in Roundup, Montana. And when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors.
0: Billy, I think you should buy this nice little over and under right here.
1: You know, this is a fast-changing world. As a matter of fact, you may not recognize your little universe as compared to just two years ago, but there are some bedrock stepping stones that'll take you through tough times. If you want to catch the girl, be nice. If you want to catch the ball, use both hands. And if you want to catch the fish, Minutes. start early About six forty-five. and stick with what's dependable like Chevy trucks. At Classic Chevrolet in Grapevine, Texas, we work hard every day to be dependable in delivering you and your precious cargo to the fishing hole, whether that's across the county or the country. And back again. At Classic Chevrolet, we can't make love grow. (laughs) But we can be dependable in making sure that you're there when it does. Have you ever hugged or kissed a fish before? Yep. (laughs) ClassicChevrolet.com. Raising cattle in West Texas for five generations.
9: The Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation salutes hunters for the role they play in providing critical funding for conservation. Funds generated by hunting licenses and fees, excise taxes on hunting gear, and donations to groups like RMEF generate funds that fuel land and wildlife conservation efforts from coast to coast. Celebrate how hunting is conservation at our annual fundraising banquet and auction. Be ensuring the future of elk, other wildlife, their habitat, and our hunting heritage.
10: This is Woody, Woody's fairly reliable guide service
4: up on Rainy Lake, Minnesota. I've been taking families, friends, and corporate groups fishing for more than 40 years. Crappie, smallmouth, walleye, and monster pike await you right outside your lodge door. Not only can I show you a wonderful time on Rainy Lake, I can sell
1: you your very own island, as I'm a realtor too, so we can do it all up here and take a two-nation vacation with Woody. Over 90% of our customers make it back to dock safely. We hope you're one of them. Woody
4: at RainyLake.com. See you here.
1: U.S. Highway 287 carries elk hunters and fly fishers, snow skiers and bird dog chasers, 72-ounce steak eaters, varied Cadillac picture takers, antelopers, prairie doggers, and rattlesnakers. The Herdware Store sits on Highway 287 near Goodnight, Texas. Now, only 18 people live around here, so to keep the lights turned on, we need you 287 travelers to stop by. Come in out of the weather and take a look at the most unique store between the Gulf and Pacific coasts. One-of-a-kind artwork
0: God for the freedom, our men and women that defend it, and the Constitution that guarantees it. Welcome to Camp with Kender Outdoors. Brought to you by our good friends at
1: Purina Pro Plan with a formula for your dog, even if they have special conditions like an itchy coat or maybe an intolerance to grain. Pick up the Pro Plan, the formula that's perfect for your dog at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores. I was working at an outdoor show up in Pennsylvania when I came across a guy named Joe Zafudo. His passion is predator hunting, and I learned a lot from him in a short time. You will too. Hey, it's good to have you here. I, I love to hunt critters. Uh, it's something I can do year-round. Uh, you know, there's not a set season in Texas where I live, so I can predator hunt anytime. I can make it a part of a hunt if I'm out west quail hunting or whatever. I can go out at night for a couple hours and set up and, and do a little calling, and with me, I might get
6: lucky. You take luck out of the equation, though. You, you've been doing this a long time. Yeah, I've been doing it a little over 40 years, but I still say there's a little luck in it. I only have a limited time to hunt, so I kind of look at the weather and I play the weather, and then I um, kind of schedule my hunting around that time. Yeah, full moon. You really don't want to go out under a full
1: moon or you know, with waxing or waning, and when, it, when it's near full, you want to stay away most nights,
6: right? Yeah, most nights. You know, I'll try to steer clear of uh, hunting during a full moon. Not to say that if you know. If I have time and I, you know, I might try it for an hour or two, but I can tell you that if you're going to only have a limited amount of time to hunt, you should try to schedule it around darker nights. Now, with that being said, there are times when there is a full moon and there is real thick cloud cover. I will go out during that time. Actually, uh, some of my highest success nights have been during a full moon with really thick cloud cover so you kind of get excited about those nights. yeah i do um i i look at that and uh, especially if i have a night no matter what moon phase it is have a night with like a little misty i don't want to say rain but just that wet damp mm-hmm. you know after a little bit of a misty rain you go out and uh, you walk you're quiet you're able to get into your stands real quiet and uh, it just seems to be very productive i mean uh, Uh, You know, I don't know if anybody's figured out the best times to predator hunt, you know, but I can tell you that uh, on darker nights, especially when there's like a little bit of a mist or rain or wet, it seems to be very productive. How about
1: daytime uh, calling? Do you do that much, or uh, is that only when you just can, that's
6: all you've got, or will you select daytime uh, days to go? Yeah, uh, generally up here in the northeast, um, I don't hunt during the day predators. Uh, you can do it, and it's, I know some guys that um, do do it. But you're probably four to five times more likely to call a predator in at night. They're more nocturnal. Now, when I go out west to Nebraska or some other states, um, you know, if I go down into, I was down in New Mexico, and so daylight hunting is no problem. Um, you know, there's, you know, especially if you're hunting coyotes. Uh, Coyotes throughout the United States, there's different subspecies, so they act different, um, they respond different, they're uh, more light-shy up here in the northeast than they are out west or down south. And uh, daylight calling is uh, very productive. I know we, we shoot quite a bit when we go out to Nebraska during the day. Um, we do a few night hunts out there, and, and it's just as productive as it is in the day. Yeah. So they're, they're pretty much equal. But here in the Northeast, up in Pennsylvania, New York, Ohio, you know, nighttime is going to be your best time to, yeah. to pursue those predators.
1: Will you uh, set up for 30 minutes, do a little calling? If you don't see anything, move on. Do you sit there for three hours? Tell me about your setup, how long that lasts.
6: Yeah, generally I'm, I'm set up between uh, 30 minutes to 45 minutes now. That's not to say that if I have, and I'm working a group of coyotes, that I might not stay longer. I might even move 100 or 200 yards um, and try to um, uh, challenge the, uh, the alpha male in the group or try some other tactic to try to get them to come in, and I might stay an hour and a half. Um, but generally speaking, if I'm just going from stand to stand, I'll go about 40 minutes um, on average, give or take, and then I'll, le- I'll go at least a mile between my stands. And
1: when I'm fishing, particularly smallmouth bass, when I, when I catch one and I'm bringing him to the boat in that clear water, a lot of times there's two or three more trailing along behind him, coming in with him, uh, wanting that bait that he's got in his mouth. After you shoot a, a coyote or a, a bobcat or a fox or whatever, do you get out of there and go find another spot, or
6: is it worth hanging around a little while actually that 's an excellent question. Um, I actually stay there. Uh, I have uh, a photograph of uh, we have ten predators that we shot It was four coyotes and six fox and we only went to five stands. Wow. So if we only been to five stands and we shot ten predators, shows you we were able to call in multiple predators per stand. When, I, when either my partner or I shoot, I usually go to a distress sound or a puff distress of a coyote, and then we sit down, we go silent for five minutes, and then we continue to call. And just because you shoot one, you know, the hunt is not over. You can stay there, you keep calling, and you will be surprised. You can call two, even three in on one stand. And, you know, I I see that a lot. I see people do the high fives after they shoot. They go, you know, after five minutes of calling, and that's fine. But you've probably given up or educated some of the other fox or coyotes that were coming in Mm. to to the call. So sit tight, sit quiet for a little bit, and then continue to call. And you'll be surprised at how many other predators you will be um, you will actually call in and have success on.
1: We're going to get into some of your calling intricacies a little bit later on because you're really smart about that and have a lot to share with an audience. Overcalling can be a problem and I don't want to talk about overcalling on a setup or how long you call. I want to talk about a piece of property.
6: Uh, If you hunt that place uh, one night how long will you wait before you go back? Yeah I usually wait at least you know um, it would depend on the weather, obviously, but about at least three weeks to four weeks before I'll hit that same spot again, and if I do hit the same spot, I try to do it at a different time of the night, so if I was at 7 p.m. or 8 p.m., you know, this month, I might wait next month and hit it at 2, 3 in the morning. I'll also try to set up on a little different area of the property. Now, the wind is going to dictate where we set up, but, you know, if possible, we'll try to set up on a different area, and uh, we've been very successful with that. I mean, I can tell you on one location in particular, we hit three times. During the winter season, so we were there three different times over a period of about three and a half months, and we scored every time in multiple. Uh, predators each time.
1: I have always set up with my nose pointing directly into the wind talk to you about that and I've been doing
6: this wrong Uh, not necessarily wrong but not the best way maybe you like to hunt a crosswind well yeah I mean you know you are never gonna have the wind perfect for you on every single set so you have to improvise I mean I like the wind in my face if possible because when I'm parking my vehicle I'm walking into the wind so I'm not nothing is smelling me going in but you know you're not always gonna have that I like crosswind um, just as much as I, I like to hunt a wind directly in my face because you know a predator generally speaking and it's not all the time sometimes they'll just they break all the rules and just come rushing right in but most of the time as they're approaching to your call they're going to try to angle downwind or try to get downwind of you so you have to be able to see downwind and if I'm out in the open uh, in a setup and the wind's crosswind I want to be able to make sure whether it's blowing left or right that I can see that downwind side because eventually that predator is going to try to angle that in that location, and you have to stop him before he gets your wind scent and make the shot.
0: This is a Kinder Outdoors Conservation Minute a focus on people that make a difference.
4: The Quail Coalition has drawn the line Quail decline stops here. South and West Texas and Western Oklahoma are the last strong natural regions for wild bobwhite quail. We've all watched the drastic decline across the southern states of the iconic bobwhite. The Quail Coalition has vowed to do all within human power to not only stop quail decline, but build a future where the quail will flourish across all of its original habitat. If true quail conservation is important to you, please visit quailcoalition.org. Consider a membership. Attend one of our fundraising banquets and please consider starting a chapter in your home state. Together, let's sustain and restore huntable wild quail populations. Let's encourage and educate interested youth. Let's keep the most brilliant quail minds on earth working on a bright future for our quails. The first step, visit our website, quailcoalition.org.
0: Preserving what we love and educating the next generation every day. To learn more, visit us at kinderoutdoors.com.
1: I don't know about you, but I could use a fresh cup of coffee. Let's refill, and I'll meet you
0: right back here. I'm Dave Folson with Tracks Across Africa TV and Safari Classics. You know, when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm always thinking about it with my buddy, Big Billy Kinder Outdoors.
3: Bassmaster Classic is going back to Greenville. So make plans to join us at the greatest event in bass fishing March 4th through the 6th. Watch the anglers take off at Lake Hartwell in Anderson. Then head to Greenville to check out the expo featuring the latest in outdoor gear at the Greenville Convention Center. Plus experience the exciting weigh-in shows at Bon Secours Wellness Arena. It's fun for the whole family and all events are free. Come and have a great time in Greenville at the Academy Sports and Outdoors Bassmaster Classic presented by Hook. Details at Bassmaster.com.
1: I'm going to lay this out to you as simply as I possibly can because it really is simple. Buy your cold weather wear from Ron and Teresa Miskin at the Buffalo Wool Company and stay warm. Gloves, socks, hats, beanies. I love my neck gaiter. All made from the insulating fibers of the American bison. The same fiber or buffalo wool that protects the buffalo against a frigid winter in Montana, Wyoming, or the Dakotas. Buffalo wool is warmer than traditional wool, and it's luxuriously soft on your skin, not scratchy or abrasive. It wicks moisture away and is unbelievably tough, lasting year after year. And they back up what they sell with a 100% money-back guarantee if you're not happy. Take a look. TheBuffaloWoolCo.com TheBuffaloWoolCo.com It's simple. These are unsettling and even scary times for many people. But for others, there's peace, even as an angry world cries out. The source of that peace is Jesus Christ. I'm John Watson, pastor at Cornerstone Bible Church in Roanoke, Texas. At Cornerstone, we teach the Bible with no man-made religion added in. Join us online Sunday mornings at 1015 Central at csbiblechurch.org. It's just God's Word, csbiblechurch.org the wild sheep foundation our purpose sounds simple to put and keep wild sheep on the mountain but from where we stand to the top of the mountain is a challenging and exciting journey to be successful we support the top scientific minds in wildlife research we tell the story and history of the wild sheep in north america to those around us like you and step by step we protect and grow wild sheep populations if not for the Wild Sheep Foundation, more than $115 million in care, concern, and conservation work would not have happened over the past 40 years. Important work that has seen our wild sheep populations grow from 25,000 or so in the 1950s to more than 85,000 today. Learn more about the worldwide leader in wild sheep conservation. Secure a membership. Attend a banquet. Bid on an auction item.
12: Also, don't forget Mr. Crappie Slow Troll and Double Drop Crappie Rigs. Pre-tied with number two hooks, double swivel weights, and eight-pound line. Tie one on today. Look us up at bulletweights.com.
8: For the land of the free and the home of the brave. From high school gyms to towering stadiums, every time I see our flag wave, I feel a humbling reminder of the brave who keep and have kept us free. I stand to honor the sacrifices of the generations before me. Heroes who charged the battle through bombs and bullets, who lost their brothers and still pushed through, fighting for every inch of our freedom. I stand for my brothers who can't stand anymore, men who hunted terrorists to the ends of the earth, who sacrificed their bodies and their lives so that we could peacefully live ours. I stand for the children, the spouses, and parents whose family made the ultimate sacrifice for us. We are all standing. We're the National Rifle Association of America, and we are freedom's safest place.
0: And God we trust. That fishing story you just told, not so much. Come on, it's camp house time at Kender Outdoors. Every
1: chance we get, Robin and I go spend time at Joshua Creek Ranch with our friends Joe and Dan Kerchival. Beretta and Orvis endorse this place as five-star world-class bird hunting. And as a lifelong bird hunter, bird dog man myself, I agree. You will too. Learn more about Joshua Creek Ranch when you visit me at kinderoutdoors.com. Amy Callender is the president of DSC, and Dallas Safari Club had a giant in-person convention and expo last month back in January. I was excited to have a chance to catch up with Amy a little bit and hear some of the preliminary numbers. The Dallas Safari Club convention and expo just concluded back in January in person this year and the eyes of everybody were on dsc in, in dallas uh, to see how things were going to go but the turkey people in nashville were watching the shot show people in vegas were watching the you know all these different groups were watching to see are people going to come back and boy did they come back congratulations i know you guys worked so hard and it was a great success
7: it was and, and i appreciate that You're right. The eyes of everyone were on us. We've had many people come and thank us for being able to go through with the show. The word I hear repeated a lot is brave. Thank you for being brave. Thank you for being the one to take the first step and actually do a big in person convention for the hunting industry. And it was really successful. Um, It was really important to everyone in the industry, from our exhibitors, from our members to um, our corporate partners, everyone really needed this show to happen and we had a lot of um, a lot of difficulties thrown our way in the weeks leading up to convention, including the uh, the travel ban for COVID from all the African nations that really put things at risk for a while. But I'm really proud of, of the leadership that we have at DSC that we were able to overcome all those obstacles and put on an amazing, amazing convention.
1: On Thursday of convention, Amy, I I stepped out to a a good vantage point and I looked out and and said to myself, I don't know that I've ever seen a Thursday crowd this big. It was was a wonderful crowd and I couldn't remember one that big. And then on maybe Sunday afternoon or Saturday, it, it hit me that Everyone is so happy. Everyone is just really happy. And, and I come I, talking to you back and forth in email. I, I said, I've never seen a happier group of convention goers. It was, it was a great attitude throughout, and it looked like big, big numbers.
7: I think it was. Um, it's not going to be record-setting numbers for us, but I think the people that were there, you're exactly right. They were super excited to be there. They were very happy to be back in person. They were really looking um, to purchase, to be, uh, to find their next adventure, and to figure out where they wanted to go next. Uh, which translates to big things for us. We we your Thursday was fantastic. It was one of the bigger Thursdays we've ever had. Sunday was also a big day. Um, we had over twenty five thousand attendees walk the floor over wow. over the course of the show, which is fantastic.
1: It's real easy to be a Dallas Safari Club member. It's real hard to say, you know what, I'm going to serve in office. Amy, uh, give me a little background. How did your outdoor passion start? Who put, up, who put this in you?
7: Well, I grew up on my family's cattle ranch in East Texas um, and grew up where hunting was just a part of our lifestyle. It was really and truly how we put a lot of the Protein on our family's dinner table. Um, My dad was a deer hunter, and I really have a have a passion for the outdoors. And as I grew older, um, was fortunate enough to have some friends that had gone to Africa. And I'll just say, like, just listening to them tell about their trip and their the excitement that they felt. And I really started reading a lot. I joined Dallas Safari Club. I attended a Dallas Safari Club convention and all of that led to me taking my my first trip to Africa um which was the first of many now i'm very very blessed to say it's it's the kind of place that gets in your soul and you just want to keep going back over and over again i've i've been fortunate to go 13 times i i leave there every time with tears running down my face looking forward to <laughs> the next time i get back um so that's kind of how – and i was able to be able to say, well, I can't give financially back as much as some people can to this organization. I can give my time. Uh, So I started volunteering, which was really a great, a great way to really get ingrained in the organization, to really learn what DSC does on a higher level, uh, to really be able to work towards mission advancement. And, um, because I to serve on the board and have served on the board for a while now. And I'm about to wrap up this year as DSC president.
1: Yes, you are. And what a year it's been. Congratulations. A historic uh, convention and expo uh, under your presidency. And, and congratulations once again. I tell people all the time, if you hunt, if you fish, if you enjoy uh, birding or outdoor photography or whatever, if you love going to the shooting range every now and then, You need to be a Dallas Safari Club member because there are people on Capitol Hill fighting for your rights directly as a direct result of Dallas Safari Club. They are there fighting for all of our Second Amendment rights uh, and our freedoms to hunt, fish, and pass on a great heritage uh, every day of the year, Amy.
7: 100%. And we don't kid ourselves. This lifestyle is under attack. Um, And our opposition is well organized. They are well funded. And we need the support of every like-minded individual to become a Dallas Safari Club so we can take this site to them. Um, We want to be able to advocate for your freedom to hunt, your freedom to fish, uh, to enjoy the lifestyles that you choose to enjoy. Um, And you're right. It is very easy to become a a member of DSC. You can go to our our website, biggame.org, sign up online. We're we're very fortunate to have – sold record numbers of memberships uh, during the convention, with more than 100 live memberships sold.
9: DSC wow. membership
7: is, yeah, it's fantastic. And uh, DSE membership is now over 7,000. That's record number of members that we have had at any one time, which is also fantastic. And there's power in numbers, so we need all those like-minded people to join us
1: it is amazing to me the when people hear about the good work and they see the volunteer effort at dallas safari club that you spoke of uh, of yourself but my goodness i think there are 12 people that actually earn a little money from dallas safari club outside of that it's all volunteer uh it's an incredible volunteer effort and it's a passion We we can see this going away in our lifetime if we don't have a passion and fight for it and more and more people are coming on board i love that number at this recent convention and expo. That's a phenomenal number.
7: And you're right. The thing that drives Dallas Safari Club and makes Dallas Safari Club different from a lot of organizations out there is our volunteer base. We refer to them as the DSC 100. It's well over a hundred people, <laughs> um, but that's kind of how it started. And I will also just say there's room for anyone else that wants to get involved, we have a place for every skill level, for every interest, and we would welcome you with open arms. So if you're if you're considering getting involved, I would highly encourage you to do so. I, I can guarantee that you'll get back more out of it than you than you give.
1: Yes, you will absolutely. Amy, what a pleasure to visit with you again. Congratulations on a great convention and expo, and. Uh, before we go, uh, it sounds like a pretty neat place where you grew up, and I'm just hoping that I could get maybe the combination to the gate from you before we go. Is that, is that possible?
7: Well, I can <laughs> give you the combination that how's your fence building skills.
1: <laughs> Whatever you need, we'll get it done. <laughs> Amy, thank you so very much. I'm looking forward to 2023 already.
7: Absolutely. Mark your calendars, January 5th through 8th, 2023. It's going to be exciting, and we can't wait to do it again.
1: Amy Callender is the president at DSC. I also want you to meet Brian Feinhold, the new director of development at Dallas Safari Club. We'll do just that when we come back from the coffee pot.
9: Hey, everybody, it's Colorado Buck. And when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. Hey, Billy, where where in the world did he go?
1: Outdoor Texas Camps develops outdoor skills in boys and girls aged 9 to 17, bass fishing and fly fishing, saltwater fishing, archery, rifle and handgun, trap, skeet, and much more. Outdoor Texas Camps is offering $400 scholarships courtesy of the Sportsman's Club of Fort Worth to girls in the North Texas area. Visit OutdoorTexasCamps.com. Safe and time-honored skills for our youth. Outdoor Texas Camps is filling up fast for 2022. Act quickly. OutdoorTexasCamps.com.
4: It's really exciting to see right now. Uh, One thing that's great about archery is anybody can do it. Men, women, or children, everybody can do this. Um, Our lessons right now are fantastic. We see entire family groups come in, have a great time, and they're finding out that this is something that is a great pastime, great sport, and everybody can be successful. Americans are
1: learning what a huge benefit it is to learn to hunt, learn to fish, learn to put safe and wholesome food on our tables cinnamon creek archery in roanoke texas has taught many thousands of families about the great sport of archery people who thought they could just never do that now enjoy the range
4: and harvesting their own wild game you can't just sell somebody a bow and say hey good luck you need to be able to take them aside teach them the fundamentals teach them how to shoot correctly so that they can be as successful as possible and really enjoy our sport visit cinnamoncreekranch.com
1: and discover the great knowledge and satisfaction that so many other families have found in archery. The Bassmaster Classic is going back to Greenville. So make plans to join
3: us at the greatest event in bass fishing March 4th through the 6th. Watch the anglers take off at Lake Hartwell in Anderson. Then head to Greenville to check out the expo featuring the latest in outdoor gear at the Greenville Convention Center. Plus experience the exciting weigh-in shows at Bon Secours Wellness Arena. It's fun for the whole family and all events are free. Come and have a great time in Greenville at the Academy Sports and Outdoors Bassmaster Classic presented by Hook. Details at Bassmaster.com.
1: From the deck of your private cabin overlooking the confluence of the famous White and Norfolk Rivers at Norfolk Resort Trout Dock, you can see crystal clear running waters that hold one of the world's greatest populations of rainbow and brown trout. In fact, this is the home of world record trout. You might be distracted, though, by the beautiful rolling Ozark mountains that hold you during your stay. Just up the road a few miles is incredible bass fishing for largemouth, smallmouth, and spots. You'll find the best guides in the business at Norfolk Resort, and your boat is just a short walk from your cabin. Your guide will find a gravel shoal perfect for preparing a hot shore lunch with fresh-caught trout and all the trimmings. You'll think about a nap after lunch, but there's more fish to catch and river to explore before retiring to your fully furnished riverside hideaway. Sound good? Of course it does. Norfolk Resort Trout Dock in Norfolk, Arkansas. NorfolkResort.com. Dove hunting in Argentina is well documented, but as my friends at JJ Caseria, Cordoba Doves will tell you, the duck hunting is unmatched anywhere in the world. Lane Balky is the U.S. representative for JJ Caseria.
5: The duck lodge uh, is in Corrientes. We shoot 30 ducks in the morning and 10 Purdy's in the afternoon. We have 11 different species of ducks. We have a duck season from the 15th of April to the 31st of August.
1: You are assured before you ever leave American soil that you're going to feel welcome and at home when you hunt with your new friends at J.J. Casarilla.
5: Our lodge is beautiful. It's four years old. It has 10 double bedrooms, all with private baths, all heated and air conditioned. Uh, it's very comfortable. We don't put on air, so you'll feel as relaxed in the lodge as you do in your living room.
1: Hunt world-class doves and ducks in Argentina. Plan next year now by visiting cordobadoves.com.
6: My name is Jose Grasso, the owner of J.J. Cacheria. Can see me in Argentina. <coughs>
0: view from the porch is pretty awesome this time of year. Let's sit and visit a while and tender outdoors.
1: That's another thing I love about Joshua Creek Ranch. They have these beautiful cabins and lodges scattered across this wonderful, beautiful place, this ranch in the rolling Texas Hill Country with ancient live oak trees and crystal clear Joshua Creek Ranch rolling right through the middle of the place, bordered by the Guadalupe River. And they all have a great porch. You're going to enjoy that porch as much as you'll enjoy the world-class dining, bird hunting, and hospitality. Learn more about Joshua Creek Ranch when you come visit me at kinderoutdoors.com. In case you missed it last hour, and if conservation and the preservation of our heritage, our lifestyle, wild places and things is important to you, then you want to meet this guy. My friend, Brian Feinhold with Dallas Safari Club, he's the new director of development, but he's not new to conservation. He's important to you, and I visited with him on stage at the Dallas Safari Club Convention and Expo. The director of development. Yes. um, What what specifically falls under that area? So so my
11: primary goal with that will be the same goal I've had my entire life as i've been supportive of what dsc and the dsc foundation does so uh... it which is to really drive support for our mission our mission around conservation advocacy and education it's all uh... all very core to what we who we are and what we do and so i've been committed to that for a long time it's a pleasure to now be in a role where i actually have responsibilities for that Uh, but i'm going to be interfacing with individuals and organizations partners uh, other supporters of DSC and DSCF, or folks who want to be partners and supporters of DSC and DSCF, and and bring them into the fold and share with them what we're doing and how we do it, and what our priorities are and and really what our what our goals are in the long term around those three pillars.
1: Exactly, and I want folks to understand that. This is not your first rodeo. Uh, you have made conservation your passion for a long, long time. You come to us from the Mule Deer Foundation, but your history is extensive.
11: So thank you for that. I actually, my most recent role was at the, at the Mule Deer Foundation. I was there for almost five years. We stole you. <laughs> well, well, I appreciate the opportunity to be here, and, and, and both groups actually work together very well. Yes, they do. And so uh, very proud of what we what I was a part of at the Mule Deer Foundation and even more excited about how we can continue that here and i I can continue to be involved more at dsc but at the mule deer foundation i was their their coo for almost five years yep we really drove a lot of transformation in the organization and and i was very proud to be a part of a team that at the end of the day was doing more work on the ground for conservation advocacy education than we ever had in our history and so that's great to be a part of that prior to that billy i think you know i served on the board there for almost five years in the last almost three as chair and a tremendous group of folks over there they do really good work and and I'm looking forward to continuing that relationship that DSC has with MDF as we move
1: forward. You're right. That's a strong relationship, and there are others, too, that the the strong relationship. Yes, sir, absolutely, absolutely. We're talking to Brian Feinhold. He's uh, new in town but not new to conservation, the director of development now for the Dallas Safari Club and the Dallas Safari Club Foundation. Uh, Okay, enough of that business stuff for the moment. You grew up in Illinois, Brian. They grow giant deer in Illinois, Uh, and I bet you grew up chasing them around a little bit.
11: You know, my earliest memories of hunting are with my father, like a lot of okay, us, right? Good. And so, Dad taught me to to hunt deer, and uh, we hunted deer and pheasant in Illinois. That was our primary uh, primary game that we pursued. And and as a kid growing up in farm country, Illinois, to uh, you know, you'd see some of these shows early. On. I remember watching, you know, Jim Shockey and Tom Miranda and and uh, and and Larry Wyshoon and others on TV early, the pioneers, if you will. Yes. And uh, and it's and so dreaming of doing that someday, and and I've been blessed to be able to do a little bit of hunting outside of Illinois over the years. Yep. And yep. Uh, but but that was uh, that was always a dream, and it's neat to be a part of an organization that helps make that a reality for so many people, being able to hunt internationally and and all kinds of different
1: adventures around the globe. Yeah, uh, you're moving into what I believe is a very healthy organization. I think really good decisions have been made for the most part over 40 years. Uh, it's sound and solid. Uh, am I right about that?
11: I would completely agree. And and at the core of all that, and Billy, you know this, but at the core of all that are the people. Yes. The people, uh, the members, the volunteers, the board of directors, our team of uh, staff members in Dallas, and our growing number of, of chapter enthusiasts around the country. Uh, it is a pleasure and a real privilege to be a part of that, But but that is the core of why DSC, uh, DSC and the foundation are in such great shape today and really poised to do incredible things over the coming years.
1: Yeah, and, and I, I, I know that uh, you haven't even settled into town yet. You've, you're just brand new here, so I'm not going to push you too hard on, hey, what are those things? What are we going to do, Brian? Right. Uh, but we are excited, and we're talking uh, with, with Corey Mason and Larry Wysoon and, and the other guys in the club. Uh, we are so excited that you're here. We're thrilled that you're here.
11: Well, that makes that may, uh, include me in that group too. I'm, I'm very happy to be here, and like I said earlier, I've always been very committed to. I've been a, I'm a life member, a DSC 100 volunteer. Yes, you are. I've been a, a supporter of the foundation for many years, and and I couldn't be more excited about the opportunity to serve in a greater capacity in this role. And and I really look forward to reaching out to a lot of new faces and partners, and some old faces and partners as well, to really grow support for what we do.
1: Uh, people know. Everybody knows. It's common knowledge. When you work in the conservation industry, uh, you don't really work. You just hunt all the time, right? Yeah. I wish.
11: I <laughs> wish. I do enjoy my time afield, field for sure. When it happens. And when I can get that time, you bet. I enjoy that as much as the next guy. But but there's a lot. I, I tell people all the time. You know, conservation isn't easy. Yeah. Conservation advocacy education. It, uh, it, it's not easy, and it takes really all of us. It takes the the greater hunting community to make it work. Yeah. And and so we've got a great core folk group of folks here uh members volunteers staff board that that know what it takes and know the effort that goes into and, yeah. and you've been around this industry forever you know what it takes to to make it work and it, it is an easy but together we can make it work and we can make it work yes. very well
1: absolutely we can uh you come from a conservation background what concerns you when you think about our future what concerns you is it hunter recruitment uh, do you have concerns
11: well i think i think it's important that you know i always say that you know we're all hunters so yeah you may be a bird hunter i may be a deer hunter somebody else may be a bow hunter a rifle hunter a big game hunter a waterfall hunter but our last name is all hunter yes so we need to stick together we need to realize that we're all hunters we're all conservationists we need to be able to tell that story the, the wonderful story that hunting really is conservation yeah and, and there's no greater conservation enthusiasts than those of us that enjoy the outdoors and, and, and hunting and pursuing that, that lifestyle, that heritage. Yeah. I would just make an appeal to anyone who is, is here, anyone who's listening to your broadcast. Yep. You, know, you know, it's never too late to get involved. It, it takes all of us to make conservation work. So, so if, you, if you have ever thought about becoming part of DSC and the DSC Foundation, don't wait any longer. Give, give me a call. Give one of us a call. Reach out to us. Join today. Become a member. Become active in, a, in one of our growing number of chapters who have a great number of volunteer uh, yeah. member enthusiasts. Jump right in. It's jump in, the, jump in with us.
1: Yeah, you know, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, you know, I can't build water guzzlers in West Texas. I can't, I can't go fight poaching in Africa. Yes, you can. Absolutely. Uh, it's very simple. With a membership in the Dallas Safari Club, uh, you do all of that. You become
11: part of it's 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 not I some may call this cliche, but you become part of a family. And it's Absolutely. not cliche. It is true. You become part of a, a group of people who welcome you, who encourage you to become active. And, and you can take part in making a difference for wildlife, making a difference for conservation, bringing new people into this hunting heritage that we cherish so much. You bet.
1: Very good. Uh, Brian Feinhold is the new director of development for the Dallas Safari Club. Again, welcome to town, Brian. Thank you, Billy. He's a good guy, loves to hunt turkeys. Hopefully you'll meet him at a DSC get-together somewhere, shake hands and say hello, get to know Brian Finehold a little bit better. Hey, you also need to go shake hands and get to know the folks at Joshua Creek Ranch a little better. And talk to them about a membership. Those memberships, they're not necessary to enjoy the ranch, but if you want to go there two or three times a year, they could save you a buck or two. Learn more about those memberships at Joshua Creek Ranch when you visit me at kinderoutdoors.com. I'm all out of time, but I do want to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for the time we've had together in this old camphouse today and invite you back next time around. Until then, may God bless you and your bunch.